Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, guys. Thank Hi. you for downloading today's podcast. Um, there's a bit of light and shade. Today we speak to a reformed anti-vaxxer um, and then an anti-vaxxer the comes in and yeah. they have a chat. So that would be, yeah, that's, that's the, the shade. shade. And what's the light? Um, the laughs around book week mm-hmm. and your child blackmailing you. Some blackmailing is just. Business, doing business, cutting business really? deals mm. with you. There's a bit of shade. Someone is sending books to Stav mm. that he doesn't know who it is. Slowly driving me crazy. And someone has sent me a DM saying, if Matt wants um, some Oxy, $20. Really? <laughs> yep. Wow. Now, just a question. Is that light or shade? I just mean uh, you. Ha- that's not in the podcast. You have to realise, listen to the podcast and realise why, why he has said that. Yeah. So mm, $20. Mm. I wrote ha-ha, he wrote not joking, and I just <laughs> went, okay, yeah. Right, right. Seems like people have a lot of stuff left over from um, surgeries. Yeah. That'd be shady light, I reckon, by the sounds of that. It's definitely shady. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So there is a story within the podcast that that will make sense to. We're not going to tell you where or what. Yeah. Just listen to the whole podcast, mm-hmm. and that'll be your penny drop moment. And if you can beat that price, uh, inbox Matty. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would not encourage that. No. no, you can't give away your prescriptions. I think you can even, like an amnesty as well, take them in. Ah, yeah. Yeah, you can take them. You take them back. Back? Do they? Yeah. That would just dispose of Do, them. Oh, I think. okay. I they thought wouldn't... they might be able to reuse them. Oh, maybe if the seals aren't broken, they might maybe be if able to. The seals to... aren't broken, and then re-dispense. not by the expiry date. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, mm. possibly redispenser. Mm. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Who doesn't love a great sign? You know when you're driving past even a truck and it's got a big sign on the the side that's a pun of their business? I love a good pun Yeah, sign. like decks are us and mm-hmm. you go, great, I want them to be able to deck at my house. <laughs> like just clever stuff. Yeah. And the ones that we, we uh, love in churches as well. Mm. I don't know if you've gone, I'm never going to go to church and then you see a sign, you go, you know what? They're my people. They've got a sense of humour. There's one on the way to my singing lessons and it says, looking for a sign, this is it, come to church. (laughs) Yep, that's good. That's that's clever. There's one on the way to Toowoomba um, and it's advertising the sign to advertise on and it's a um, gangster dressed chicken and it says, made you look. Yeah. I was like, that is so clever. Yes. Yeah. Made you look. And I, every time I drive past it, no one's put their ad on it yet and I'm so thankful that that business isn't getting anyone on there because I enjoy the ad for the advertising. Well, there is a uh, restaurant that's been around for many years in Texas Mm. and they have, uh, look, they've always loved a little bit of a laugh and they've always had a sign out the front but because they've made it so COVID related and things that people go, oh, that's so true, they're getting tour buses coming and people yeah. are eating at their restaurants, packing out, probably ironic, no social distancing there. El Ariero or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes, have you I heard I never know it? how to pronounce it. Yeah, you see them all the time oh, on the internet. Oh, do you know they yeah, post them? Yeah. yeah. So these are, these are some of their best COVID ones that they wanted to share with the world for people that can't get on a plane and go. Uh, so they've got, look, hey, in 20 years, our country will be run by people homeschooled by day drinkers. <laughs> which is which is so Terrifying. true. It is, isn't it? Mm. You think about it. You got these are people that are going off to be surgeons, and their mums are. Like, I don't know. You make it up. Teachers should ask me. Just remember, someone out there is quarantined with your ex. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing. Maybe that's like a bit of a ha. Uh, they're getting punished more than me. Mm. I don't think of it as like yeah. I miss them. I think of like ha ha. Yes. I, yeah, I never imagined I would go to the bank teller with a mask on and ask for money. <laughs> I always think of that when yes. I'm in the bank with a mask on. Because like, it well, was so... And, I mean, you wouldn't be able to go and get petrol with a mask no. on. No. 
they they have big signs if you're a motorbike rider, you got to take your helmet off. But mm. now there's a security guard there saying, "Put a mask on." Mm. You're like, "What mm. is this? The world's upside down at the moment." Is there a a, a limit on the mask? Like you you can't put it on the like you still can't do a uh, a helmet. You know how you were never allowed to do mm. motorbike helmets, like you said. You still can only do the bottom half. Yeah, well, I assume if you walked in and you had like, like covered up your whole identity. Yeah. But, I mean, you, should, you could try. A balaclava wouldn't work because it's the opposite. It covers well, like, everything but your mouth. But I was just saying, because you know how face ID, <laughs> like when you're in lockdown for a while, you actually have to change your um, face. Your phone. Mm. Yeah, your phone. Mm. So it doesn't just go from your eyes. Also, how are you wearing a balaclava? <laughs> well, a balaclava? Yeah. Over your... Covers your, uh, your eyes are open, but your face is covered. Oh, well, you get the ones with the little mouth. Little where mouth. you can have the mouth. Yeah. Like, shows who is well. Give me your money! <laughs> you need those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you've never seen for, they're for skiing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, yeah. You've never seen a balaclava where there's a little mouth opening around there. Yeah, but well? you said they covered everything but your but your mouth. Oh, like, so how do you, no, how do you meant, see? No, 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought you had the, the eye bit over your mouth. You're like, this thing doesn't work at all. You're yeah. such an amateur robber. <laughs> no, you, you know what I meant. Of course, your eyes. Uh, the other ones say, has anyone ever tried putting 2020 and 2021 in rice? <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. fixes everything. Yeah, that actually works. The Indian Hills Community Centre do it too. They're pretty famous. They've got one that says, yeah. I hate peer pressure and so should you. Oh, good one. Mm. Pretty sure that we used to, um, pretty wild that we actually used to eat cake after someone had blown on it. <laughs> I did times. think that. I saw a video at the start of COVID where everyone's like, COVID's safe, blowing out the yeah. candles, and they were blowing it out with a, um, oh, a plate. With oh, like yeah. one of the paper plates. Mm. And at that point, I went, Ew. We do eat cake that what people a, spit on. It doesn't make sense, and we never realized we it. We never you, questioned it. I think ever. you do after you had a kid, because you know when you see your kid do it, and they're just like spraying no, saliva all over I used to do it. it. I used to have yeah. the cake, like the kid mm. do it, and then I'd take a photo and give it to everyone. Now I'm like, oh, <laughs> like give them a fan. All the kids get upset because they don't get candles, so you keep relighting them. Every yeah. every kid blows on it, and then you're like, yeah, I'll have a piece. Yeah, that one went out because you spat on it. And yeah. the last one, my body's absorbed so much uh, sanitizer that when I pee, it cleans the toilet. <laughs> hey. hey. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Things you can say would say in bed. It's not too late to get involved. 13, 10, 60. What can you say in the bedroom and another scenario? And that can be said in both too. <laughs> Come on, jump in. It's not too late. Get on the court. The tennis court. It's not dirty, it's just sometimes you go, <laughs> <laughs> Mick in Race View. What can you say in the bedroom and on the tennis court? You need to hit it harder. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, hit it. Hit yes. it harder. Don't be weak with it. Hit Slam it. it. Mm-hmm. Some people would hit it so hard. So hard. Mm. Looks I, like it hurts. I always find it's good to have the speed gun there as well to know just how hard oh, you hit it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's all, the hardest hitter? Hard, um, well, it's usually know? during the <laughs> serve. But I, Mark Philippoussis um, was known for his Did you really... Did bring out the poo? <laughs> yeah, like... I did bring out the poo. <laughs> <laughs> the poo... <laughs> Yeah, everyone would be very excited by the poo. Oh, I don't Ooh. think he was the hardest hitter. No, but he was that. He was famous for his overhead. He served like oh, he was always a real fast, a good server. accurate server. Mm. So, um, really good at the start, but his game after that, mm. shit house. Craig in Cinnamon Park. What can you say in the bedroom and on the tennis court? This is much better in doubles than it is in singles. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, look, the Woodies are here. Sure is. <laughs> hey, Jody, you're on the air. What do you say in the bedroom and on the tennis court? Say that was love. Yes, that was love. Yeah, good one. Uh, Right, Phil from Regent's Park. What do you got, mate? 
Uh, you're making a lot of racket for only two balls. Mm-hmm. Like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Storm, one of my favourite X-Men. What can you say in the bedroom and in the tennis court? How are you so sweaty? We're only five minutes in. <gasps> Some do, don't they? Yes. They do get very, very sweaty. You're like, we're doing the same thing. Why are you so sweaty when I'm fine? They change oh, I'm putting outfits. in more effort. No, I'm still putting in effort, thank you. You can change outfits halfway through. Do they, they change do it with the lot? same outfit? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because it's like generally. you generally have like three of the same top because that's what the sponsorship yeah. is. Yeah, they'll always have um, have their sponsorships. Uh, Sammy in Narangbar, it's not dirty, it's your mind. What can you say in the bedroom and whilst playing tennis? I just copped your ball to my chin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's usually it's some stranger in the corner as well who gets your ball in the chin. You gotta go and apologize. Sammy, it was the way you did that with disgust that got me. <laughs> Good on ya. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. If you've got a dilemma, you can send an email. Remain anonymous. I do it for all at dearabby at b105.com.au. Uh, I was going to say that this person needs opinions and only mature opinions, please. I'm out. But, nah, but, who you. am I kidding? See you um, in five. <laughs> all opinions uh, can weigh in on this one, okay. 13, 10, 60. It's a curly one. Firstly, a bit of background. I'm in my 30s. My wife and I have been married for uh, 15 years. We've got two teenage daughters. Recently, a very good family friend of both of us from high school. Mm-hmm. I want to point that out. Uh, uh, is both my daughters are uh, very close. They're godparents, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They were in a long-term uh, female same-sex couple, and they asked us to become a sperm donor for them. After some reassurance and lots of discussions with my wife, she's very keen for us to do it, and we have said yes. The last hurdle being, what is the method we do it in? I want to know, has anyone actually gone the natural way and know that I've actually slept with another woman and also a friend, or do we use IVF knowing the expense, the time, and the pressure that comes with it? Looking for people's opinions, please. So he wants to do no, it the No, he didn't say he, he asked what is? Hmm. He, he didn't say he wants to. He said he asked what people's opinions are. You presumed that. See, that's your opinion. <laughs> well, that's no, your well, opinion throwing it no, in there. I'm not. I'm just asking. IVF is really expensive, and yeah. I guess it's, you've got to get you know all the timing right and the medication that goes with it. Mm. Um, but it is an easier option for no emotions involved. Yeah. I, oh, I've actually had a friend who has done this, and they went the natural way. Mm-hmm. It shocked all of us in the friendship group, and we were a bit perplexed as to why um, but it, it worked for them and they were able to separate it and know that they were all close and their partners were okay with it. We right. found it very strange yeah. because that's... And do you I mean you'd have to sit down all of you hmm. and do a step by step how it was going to work like would you get your partner to get you going and then you go in and just do oh. the thing and then come out like hmm. you'd be, there'd be like no kissing like, you would have to actually sit down and make, right a, the rules. make, make a rule book mm. before you got into it. Or just go free for all. Well, I think they both know that they're not really into each other. Mm. And it is yeah. just for that sole purpose. Mm. Um, but I would be concerned at, uh, for me personally, I know how hard it is to get pregnant. So How many times you'd have to do it? How many times? Mm. And what's the limit then? Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you say, hey, let's try ten times. And after ten times, if it doesn't work, yeah. you can't just keep pop it, 
Yeah. And I thought, wouldn't you be able to do it um, without having to, to do it? Yeah, couldn't you eat the old turkey baster? Yeah. Does mm. that work? Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, think I had a friend that did it. Oh, right. Mm. He's a syringe, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, 13, 10, 60, uh, this is not that uncommon these days for people to use sperm donors. Mm. Um, how did you do it if you've used one? Mm-hmm. And in fact, is there anyone out there who did it this old-fashioned way? Yeah. Where two people just do what men and women can do. And how did that work out? Because I guess this person is investigating if they go down that road, mm-hmm. where could it possibly go wrong mm. would be where they would be worried yeah. about. Yeah. So 13, 10, 16. <laughs> See, I did say mature opinions, but you can throw in any opinion. Well, there might be people who go, we fell in, we did that, and then we fell in love. She's in a same-sex relationship. Yeah, that doesn't. These days, you oh. jump, jump up paddocks as you many times as you like. <laughs> he probably does. Oh. Never oh. met the guy. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Couldn't <laughs> tell you. That's his main thing. There is a risk that, you know. Well, <laughs> she's like, I've got it, champ. I've got it. <laughs> just, just say it. Yeah. Sure. You might get okay, one. Okay, okay. All right. Lauren in Yarrabilba. Hey, how you going? Good. What do you think about this? Um, well, I've actually got two sperm donor babies. Um, and I was in a same-sex relationship. Um, I personally don't think going the natural way is the way to go, especially if you want to maintain that friendship if something does go bad. Mm. Um, I conceived my kids with turkey-based method, which didn't actually use a turkey-based method. Um, <laughs> Where did turkey-based come from? <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just you can do it with just a syringe, I think, can't you, Lauren? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I use. Is and that it worked successfully two times? Right. Well if you're hearing this, then did you think it was unusual that they even considered going the natural way? Um, a little bit, yeah. Um, it makes me wonder where that's come from. If, like you're saying, if it's come from um, the female couple or if it's come from the um, straight couple. Mm. Yeah, mm. like is it is is it him going? I'm more than happy to do the donation, but, but I don't want to do it that way. Or I have or... a bit of fun. Well, I'm at it. It's an excuse. And I'm not saying that this is it. Or well, maybe but... she sort of said, I think success is better this way. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, Anonymous is on the air. 131060. You can join in our conversations anytime. Um, what's your story? The same process. So um, my part, my wife and I, we used a donor that we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did the old track your ovulation, make sure you're at your exact peak, do it three days in a row but select a sample and then do your own insemination. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked at both ways. So IVF would have cost us about $15,000 mm-hmm. yeah, right. to do an insemination through just like a Queensland fertility or something, for example. It would have cost you about $3,500, um, whereas we use the donor that we know. So mm. when our child is at an age to kind of understand what it is and why we chose that method, they're just going to have an extra person in their life if they ever want someone to refer to. And did it ever cross your or, mind to do it the old-fashioned way? Um, definitely not. Mm, yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's right. been a lot of calls. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I reckon it's all him, to be honest. I think it's him. We don't know what the situation is of, of why it is. like insemination is the closest you can get without physically sleeping with someone. Yeah. Not yeah. in a natural way yeah. without going through the expenses of IVF. Mm. Mm. And I know a lot of, yeah, and a lot of friends of mine that are in same-sex relationships would never want to go there. No, no. Ever. Yeah. Mm. Which is why I'm saying I think it's all him. Mm. Well, we'll have to find out. Can I ask, did you have to do up a contract with um, the donor? 
Okay, so you don't have to do it. You can do a contract. There's a lot of different ways. So for us, for example, what we've had to do is once our child was born, he's now five months, four months old, mm-hmm. um, it's a stat deck saying that I, blah, 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 um, and solely just a donor for the purpose of child, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then they have a stat deck saying that if we broke up, we can't hit him up for child support, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, there you go. Do you know who I feel sorry for in all this? The inventor of the turkey baster. He's at home going, it's supposed to be for turkeys. Yeah, but how many is he sold? Is that, why, why is there this big peak in sales? Oh, well, thank you for calling up and being so honest. Um, no, I forget. No worries at all. I'm sure stuff. the people hearing will go, oh, wait a minute. Mm. <laughs> he's like, damn. He's probably listening right now You're going, just presuming. Anyone else think it? You think of it? I, I, it's not outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. What is the secret of this enchanted book? What wonders are hidden within its pages? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Anyone? Is this still the book? Yep. Because I don't know if you remember, but last week I was talking about this. I got a parcel in the mail a couple of days ago, and it was a book called Jonathan Livingston Seagull. So I look back through all my bank accounts, definitely have not bought this book, never wanted to read this book ever, so I don't know where it's come from. (laughs) I got sent another book. Now, are you guys taking the mickey here? No, but have you subscribed to some book thing that you uh, forgot about? No, I've looked through everything. I have not. I reckon it's your mum. Has anyone asked your mum? I, I asked my mum. And what she say? She Did said she do no. it with a bit of a smile? Like, <laughs> no, no, she said no, but that's a good book. Aha, uh-huh, so she does know the book. Everyone knows the book. It's oh, we a classic. Didn't, we didn't know the book. We Every intelligent it. person knows the book. It's a classic. Well, why did oh, you yeah. get it? <laughs> because obviously someone thinks that I need to be educated. So I go to the mailbox the other day and I see it in and I'm like, no, come on. It was in a brown uh, parcel. I was like, can't. And I open it, blow me down. There's another book by the same guy. You know, I reckon it's going to happen here. Mm. Some they're, they're not your books. No, I don't think <laughs> Someone's so. either put the wrong... Has it got your name on it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, no, they are your and books. W- then. Who's the sender? Like, what's the book company? Uh, it's like the New South Wales Book Depository Co. or something. At this stage, though, I must say, I'm at the point where I actually enjoy the mystery more. It's like I, di- I don't want to know who the voice was in Field of Dreams telling him to build, build mm. the coin. Maybe it's a, a, a reach out program where, like, mm. there's like, well, people they feel like they need to help underprivileged kids. Send them out some books. <laughs> that's the other thing. Because the books, I mean, I've got some of the quotes here. The bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but one of respect and joy in each other's life. Rarely do members of one family grow up under the same roof. Like, who thinks I need to read this? What the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls a butterfly. Haven't started this one. What What is the name of the book that it's you got now? The Illusions. The, the Illusions of a Reluctant Messiah, which I know I am, but you know. What about Cat's Family? <laughs> but see, no, but people would tell me. No, but there's someone you know? that just goes, we're going to get him. By sending me motivational books. Yeah, they're going to convert you the... slowly. You know what they're going to do? Bit by bit, they're going to mould you. Do you reckon it's like Tom Cruise and Scientology? No, no, not like that. But it could be. I mean, we can't rule that out we because we don't know we where don't they're know. coming from. You're right. You're so right. the Jehovah's Witnesses dropping them off or something. Do you, you know why? No, because it's sent from New South Wales. Mm. COVID you, didn't why don't stop you call it? the book company and ask who sent them? Like what I said, I actually don't think I want to know. You do, though. But it's like. You want to solve it yourself. Yeah. Why don't you give me the book company uh-huh. and I'll track down who gave it to you and I promise not to tell. What's the point of that? I know, because I get to solve it, and it gives me satisfaction. But, but Abby, I do not exist to impress the world. I exist to make my life 
in the way that will make me happy. Great, See? you're not really impressing. I think there's something in that for all of us. It, it was like a birthday present. You know how that was a big thing for a while, like at Christmas, Book you subscription? could, you, or you could buy someone like a 12 month subscription to a magazine, and it would automatically mm. co- just come to their house. Mm. Back when magazines were a thing, we still have that. We used to to get them for each other. My siblings, we'd buy them for each other for Christmas. Mm. So maybe someone has done this as a gift for you, and then you've forgotten that they've done it. No, <laughs> I mean I appreciate the, the trying to, but no. And if to be honest, I wouldn't be friends with someone who got me a book subscription for a present. Um, yeah, because right. <laughs> I don't I don't even read books that often. I read graphic novels and Empire magazine, but I don't sit down and read a book. The mm. last one was really good though, so I'm going to give it a crack. I learned a lot from Jonathan Libby and Steagall. So has you when you say it to Cat, has she smiled at all? No, she was she was freaked out at the second one okay. too. She was like, "What is going on?" So if you are sending me a book, thank you, but don't tell me. Because I like the mystery. Right. Mm. So is it a series of books, though, like that you're getting, or are they just random? Like, are these in succession to the last book? No, but it is by the same author, and it is still the same sort of motivational fables to learn from. Are they... Did they start from... The, was that their first one? Jonathan Livingston Seagull? I yeah. don't think so. Oh, I just didn't know if they got some sort of order. Do you Maybe know what I mean? Like some yeah. sort of serial yeah. crime or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the, how the author gets you. Yeah, yeah, maybe Timmy just randomly picks people yeah. and then goes, says the next pass will be like, actually, no more books. Yeah. But if you want to subscribe to the rest, <laughs> put your credit card in here. And he's getting a lot of free advertising. Yeah, exactly so. right. Uh, Stab Abby and Matt. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Maddie, you'd know more about this than I because you've got a teenage son. And I just feel like there should be some sort of school for adults mm. just to binge on the basics that we've forgotten since school. Only so that oh, we can yeah. sort of help out the kids and pretend that we're knowledgeable, but knowledgeable about it. Because you seem to forget. Mm. And I'm getting them asking a lot of questions. And maybe I wasn't doing it at school as well. So it's for those that didn't have computers. Yeah. Because PowerPoint presentations. Do you mm. know how to do PowerPoint presentations? No, no. Do you? No. I'm, I mean, I roughly know my way around it slightly, but... The thing is, too, when I look at it now, I go, wow, there's been a lot of upgrades since 1995. (laughs) (laughs) So wouldn't it be good if you could just go and do a little bit of a course so you can just know the basics, come forward, and you can seem knowledgeable because you just don't like not knowing the answers and you have to Google in front of them. But I don't know how to do PowerPoint. And this happened a few years ago when my son was in year one hmm. and he wanted to do one. And I was like, can't you just get a cardboard and cut and paste? Like that we I'm used to bri- do. Yeah. I'm brilliant at that. Yeah. And it's on endangered animals. So I was like, why don't you do that? And you get those like, um, four coloured pens, you take the cover off and you use it to write stuff. Yeah. I'd even get it some glitter yeah. and do it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's great. Everyone loves a poster, don't they? Mm-hmm. Nah. Because PowerPoint was where it was at. So the kid could sit at the front and press a button and do it. Mm-hmm. So my son wanted to do it on bats many years ago. Mm. Um, and he's done it, and he learnt to do PowerPoint with the teacher. Win-win. So he knows how to do it. Now it's time for my other son to do it on endangered species. And I said, have you thought about bats? And he said, no. I was like, oh, okay. What are you just going to do? Resave the file? Yes. Right, Jagger on it? He's already got it in a USB to take it to school. Um, <laughs> That's learning. <laughs> he's going to be a trade, remember? And I, th- I, I thought, well, okay, I, I don't know how to do it, yeah. and he wants to do it on Rhino. So I said to my other son, you know how to do it. Would you be able to help your brother out? And he said, see what you think he said. Um, for the right price. How much? Mm-hmm. I said, God I'm love not him. doing this. You can't, I don't have to pay you to do something. Mm. And he said, V-Bucks don't buy themselves. Mm. So we had to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's wrong to pay for it. If you're good at something, never do it for free. But at the same time, would you pay Rory to do different things? I mean, I guess it's just pocket money. Yeah. 
but this is just bribery of him because it's been four weeks now. And I said, Finn, are you going to start it? And he goes, no. Nah. And it's due in two weeks' time. And they he gave him six weeks to do an endangered species project? Yeah, well, you knew at the I'll start of the term. I'll be dead by then. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick your categories. Yeah. Uh, but if you started four weeks, it'd be like, there are only 23 rhinos left. 21, 20 now, 19. I've got to hand this thing in. They give the whole program at the start of the term. All right. So if you want to be organised, you can do it. Well, they know the parents have to do it. So the kid, the kids are never doing it. So it's like, hey, parents, you've got six weeks to get this PowerPoint done so and write your kid's name on it. what finish when you don't have to help out with kids' homework? It never finishes. It never finishes. Because what happens is, and this is what becomes annoying, is when they become teenagers, mm. they get assignments and they're meant to do them themselves. Which some of them will have to. Finny will have to. I can't. But when they don't do it, you get the email from the teacher to you about your kid not doing it. Like it's your fault that they haven't done it. And you're like, they're 17 and they drive a car. (laughs) Take it up with them. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's where you... So have you done one of these assignments? Because I'm going to be like, nah. I think I'm done now. I think no. year, year four for me is I'm not doing You're any out. assignments. I don't do it. I would just reply to the teacher and be like, he's a lost cause. You just, <laughs> you saw, if, if he's not listening to you, he ain't going to listen to me. So that's I think that's the attitude of which you take. Yeah. Or you reply to the teacher and you say, how much? Ah. <laughs> or I go, it's not my fault. His older brother hasn't done it for him. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, so I've settled on one skin. Skin? Yep. Yep. And do you know how much that's going to equal money-wise? Or? I don't know what a skin is. Is there a new update that's just happened on Fortnite? Well, I think he's played you because you can't just buy one skin. You've got to buy a whole pack to get the skin. So I reckon you'll be up for about 20 bucks. Yeah. Right. That's not bad. Not tell, him, tell him that his brother has to pass, though, in order for payment. <laughs> yeah. I want it to yeah. look good. Yeah. 50% up front, then 50% yeah. when he, he gets passes. the mark. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Yeah, this segment is about asking the questions that you may not necessarily be comfortable in everyday life when you learn something about someone. So today's person has put their hand up and said, yes, go hell for leather. You can ask anything you want about me and my opinion. So get involved now on 131060. There's two sides at the moment, isn't it? The people that are very lining up want to get vaccinated for COVID mm-hmm. and you will come across a lot of people that are anti-vaxxers or free choice, they call it. This girl has put her hand up and said, yes, I openly am a reformed anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Strong um, anti-vaxxer who's now a part of the movement, backtothevax.com. <laughs> Lydia Green, how did you become an anti-vaxxer in the first place? I wasn't always an anti-vaxxer. I actually had a career as a quality control chemist for a pharmaceutical company and an interaction with a nurse after my daughter's first shot uh, sent me down the path of anti-vax rhetoric. My daughter had a reaction and I was blown off by the nurse and I turned to the internet for answers and I found what I thought were the answers and this led me on uh, over a decade uh, stance in anti-vax. I had three kids. Uh, after I stopped vaccinating my daughter, my next two children were not vaccinated. COVID hit and I was researching something I thought I knew. I believed that the blood-brain barrier didn't close fully until age two or three. Um, and so I was looking for when I could start potentially vaccinating my son in case Things went downhill for the economy and infrastructure. Mm -hmm. I was concerned with all of the hoarding and things that were happening uh, shortly after COVID started. So I I 
they were uh, rationing like milk and meat at my grocery store, which I've never seen. And I just started getting a little more concerned and decided to kind of venture out of my echo chamber to get some answers. I was very concerned when I realized I was so wrong about the blood-brain barrier. Turns out babies are born with a fully formed one. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize a lot of the stuff uh, sounded good on the surface, but were really just tropes. And when you scratch the surface, they don't hold water. When you look back on those 12 years... Do you feel, not stupid, I guess, do you feel embarrassed or ashamed? What sort of emotions does it stir up when you realise that for 12 years you were essentially wrong? There's a lot of psychological discomfort. Mm. Uh, When I first changed my mind, I couldn't sleep for a month. It was so hard because my brain knew that I was wrong, but my heart was still filled with fear. And it wasn't until seeing my kids get vaccinated that I was able to realise I was I had nothing to worry about. Mm. But that month leading to that appointment was very difficult. And there are some thoughts I look back on, like I was very big on forums and I can read some of the things I said and they're embarrassing. But I try to lean into the discomfort because I find that's where the biggest growth comes, even though it's uncomfortable. Oh, lovely. And I'm trying to use my story, you know, to help other people do the same. So why did you think, like, did you at any point during your time as a vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, sorry, think that it was a government control thing? You know, everyone's talking about the 5G towers and stuff at the moment. I wasn't so into the 5G. I did believe uh, the Wakefield stuff. I thought there was a big cover-up regarding that. I watched that one film back. What's that? I haven't I was, seen like, that. Appalled at what I- uh, it basically has a bunch of like misinformation in it that leaves you feeling that uh, vaccines cause autism and they're covering it up. And so I was very worried that if I did vaccinate my kids, they would become autistic. Mm-hmm. Um, anti-vaxxers also have a very ableist view of autism. It's seen as like a plague or something to be cured. And... Uh, because of the blinders I had on, I didn't even see my own child was autistic. So my middle child has been diagnosed with autism. He is such a beautiful and perfect child. When people rec- like suggested he could be autistic, I was offended because like nobody can, nobody knows my son like I do, mm. kind of thing. And it, when I started to come around on changing my mind on vaccination, I started to explore the suggestion that my son was autistic and he actually is autistic and he's still the perfect child that I thought I had. He just has autism. Yeah, right. (laughs) Lydia, do you know now that you can get any information that you are looking for on the internet? Like, did you surround yourself with only anti-vaxxers? Did you become friends with them? Did they reassure Exactly. So you, you put yourself in these groups where... Not only are you given confirmation bias, if you question the narrative, there's a lot of negativity. They, so it's all, in that way, it is also called like you have to believe what they believe. Otherwise, you're kind of excommunicated. Yeah. And then also your algorithms. So when you're on Google or mm. Facebook or anywhere, the algorithm is going to bring you things it thinks you want to see. So you get a lot of reinforcement that way as well because unless you actually venture outside of your echo chamber, you're not going to get any different information. 
I've always wondered with people that are anti-vaxxers and made the decision for them and their children that there needs seems to be a partner, and whether it is male or female, that maybe didn't agree with it but have gone along. Do you mind if I ask if the children's um, uh, father agreed with you? So he thought there was two sides and, like, his views were that vaccines were probably okay but that my views, just because I do have, like, autoimmune disease and other health issues and me wanting to be extra careful, like, he understood where I was coming from and didn't really push the issue. It wasn't like a hill to die on for him. Yeah. Mm. So he, yeah, he was happy. He he knew I was trying to do what's best for our kids. I don't know if he knew I was misguided at the time. He definitely knows now. Yeah. Plus, in America, they believe in happy wife, happy life as well too, right, Lydia? <laughs> he, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hang tight there. Um, you are, it sounds so strange to say this, but you are an ex anti vaxxer. All right. The first person to ask a question is Kelly in Hamilton. Kelly, you're on with Lydia. Hi, Lydia. Do you mind if I ask? Hello. Did you lose any friends because of your anti vax stance? And have you apologised since? So I actually have a podcast. My mother in law, my husband's mother, was a uh, vaccine nurse for over a decade. <laughs> and after my daughter was born, we had a bit of a spat. And then it was never brought up again. A situ- it was one of those things where it was like an elephant in the room. And um, I actually confront her after I changed my mind in one of my podcasts and apologized for any fear or bad feelings between us. And, and yeah, I did. I do feel bad for uh, how I treated my mother-in-law. Well, that, that must have been yeah. hard to apologize to a mother-in-law, especially because mm-hmm. she would have been ready to say, I told you so. <laughs> I, you know what? She didn't, though. She was very kind about it. Oh, okay. Jade in Thornside, what's your question for Lydia, who is a reformed anti-vaxxer? Good morning, Lydia. Do you mind if I ask you, well, what about the COVID vaccine has made you decide that this one is safe compared to the other vaccines before that you deemed weren't safe for your children? Um, just the, the data. The data shows that it is safe. Um, we can look to people trying to guide us with misinformation um, and know they're misinformed. Like when somebody uses theirs or yellow card as evidence the vaccine is bad, um, theirs and yellow card are unfiltered data. There's no verification. There's no causation attached to any of the information you get on those. And just our governments are so transparent. They're watching like um, Health Canada has all of the side effects reported to them on a site after um, determining causation. And you can see from how many doses given versus the rare side effects that it is as safe as any other vaccine out there. And Lydia, correct me if I'm wrong, but you not just gave you, you got the COVID one, you actually went back and got your children vaccinated from all the ones that they missed over the 12 years. Yes, my 12-year-old who's now 13 at her last catch-up appointment got four shots. Oh, wow. And I had to uh, bribe her. Yeah. Jade, are you... uh, It all went well. Are you scared, Jade, of getting the COVID vaccine? Oh, hell no. I'm not scared of getting a vaccine. I'm scared of the side effects. And, and, and like, as I said, it's interesting that um, Lydia just mentioned that all the side effects, people who are having side effects, are getting reported. No, they aren't. A friend of mine, oh my God, she was letting us know just how bad after her 
jab she got. She got AstraZeneca and had such bad side effects. And she went, you know, she said to her GP, these are the side effects I've had. Oh, no, they're common. Don't worry about it. And I was like, honey, get yourself to the hospital. Just, it was that bad. Yeah. Do you normally so get no. vaccines previously, Jade, or is it just this one that you're concerned about? No, we, we have, my daughter has had her vaccinations in the past. Yeah. And right. it wasn't until she was 14 and with the HPV vaccine and that kind of stuff. I'm not yeah. exactly anti-vaxxer. I'm, uh, you know, I research every single so one. I like to remind people that life still happens when we get vaccinated. Vaccines don't stop all-cause mortality, nor do they stop chronic illness from happening. And so it's easy to think, you know, a week later I have a heart attack. That heart attack must be from the vaccine. That's why we collect data, because there's background rates for every single illness, death, whatever, there's there's background rates and we look for signals that go above those rates. Life doesn't continue for those who die or who end up in a vegetated state or in a wheelchair. You know, in the last few years, they've realised that cases of SIDS are more linked to their vaccine rather than sudden infant death syndrome, that they, you know, that they just died for no reason. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> that's unequivocal. They're, they stopped vaccinating uh, kids with DTAP in the 80s in Sweden, and SIDS rate did not go down with that. Okay. Well, thank you for Vaccines calling through. Do not cause SIDS. Uh, Jay, we're going to move on to Jess now in Mango Hill. Um, you're on air with Lydia Green. She is a reformed anti vaxxer. What is your question, Jess? Uh, hi, Lydia. Do you mind if I ask how you view anti vaxxers now? As I personally, I just feel really angry towards them because I honestly view it almost as a kind of child abuse if people refuse to vax their children and really yeah. extremely irresponsible, especially if people are pushing mm-hmm. their views on others. And I wonder if you like yeah. hold that level of like anger and rage now that you're a reformed anti-vaxxer. I'm really angry with the disinformation dozen mm-hmm. and that is so they can mm-hmm. link back all of this information, like about 68% of the disinformation you see at any given time can be linked back to these 12 accounts. They abuse their positions as doctors, as specialists to spread anti-vax rhetoric. They often sell books and products and seminars as well. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it is very much linked to money. I'm very angry with them. All parents want their kids to be safe and it's easy for people that want your money to hack that fear. Have you got bullied by anti-vaxxers now because you've changed your stance and openly oh yeah so a lot of them will call me trans they they'll say that i'm a man like a lot of the conspiracy theorists out there they want to disparage the fact that i'm a mother with three children so they'll say that i've had some other backstories made up about me and i've had some pretty like vitriolic comments made like I, uh, you know, I hope you get what you deserve, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I've had somebody say they called social services on me because my toddler was wearing a mask at an ER. Imagine when you hear someone like Jade talking to you, you can hear someone that's on the precipice of what of becoming what you became. Oh, sure. Um, I would even say she's already there. Well, Lydia, thank you for your time this morning and thank you for taking all those calls. Um, for anyone who wants to get information yeah, no problem. Uh, on, on your movement, it's uh, back to the vax dot com uh, our reformed anti-vaxxer lovely to speak to you this morning thank you for your time stab abby and matt for breakfast b105 
I brush my teeth once a day in the morning. I never ever floss, like unless I've got some like steak stuck in there. After about three days, I'll, I'll get out. What a hero! He's a hero, telling people you don't need to go to the dentist, you don't need to brush your teeth more than once, and then when a hero comes along. <laughs> They always have a fall before they rise back up from the ashes. Yes, here's a hero with a sore tooth. Uh, do have a toothache. Yeah. Um, wisdom tooth, which has always been my thing as well. Every time I go to the dentist, when I do eventually go, they're like, how do you still have them? I'm like, man, they give me no trouble, don't worry. Came in with a toothache last week, and well, I ignored it. You've been it. coming in for a while with not telling us, though, too. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there's always a few days of saying nothing. Mm. Because I don't want to get the old lecture from Lectury Lulu over there. That's me. I think he's talking to you. <laughs> I'm proud of it. <laughs> if I didn't lecture you guys, you'd be in very bad health. <laughs> <laughs> Went on Friday yeah. to the dentist. And uh, I always talk things down at the doctor because I have this feeling of if I say it's not as bad as it actually is, then they'll just diagnose it as not being that bad. I know it's a wrong theory. It's the <laughs> so wrong theory. you reckon theory. all the x-rays that they do and all their medical thing is just basically, how does it feel? Great, no worries. Yeah. So I said to her, I'm like, she goes, what's the guy? I said, i got a toothache. I said, it kind of, I'm like, taking Panadol and when Nurofen. I Panadol and, um, you know, Panadol Fort and Nurofen every, every four, four hours. hours. I don't really feel it yeah. as much. See, I just said, I said, if I take Panadol, it doesn't hurt that much. So it's not unbearable, but it's just uncomfortable. So she tapped on the tooth. The tooth didn't hurt. She's okay. like, have a look around. Poking the gum. She's like, does that hurt? I'm like, yeah, that hurts a bit. Did an x-ray. Turns out I have a cyst. Oh. Abscess, that's what I said. Or an abscess? Cyst, yeah. Or a, well, she said cyst, something yeah, like that. A cyst on the bone. It hurts. Must be that one. Because you can't see it on the outside. Must be on the inside. Right. And she showed it to me, and I'm like, okay, cool. She goes, so I'll have to send you off to an oral surgeon. Ouch. Oh. Am I right, eh? So sitting there, she's rustling around looking for a notepad to get a referral. And then she said, go wait out in reception. I'll come out and bring it to you. She comes out, couldn't find the notepad. So she brings her iPhone out, shows me the number. Um, and I said to her, okay, so I'm going to go make this. What do I do in the meantime for the pain? She's like, I'll just continue with Panadol. I'm like, rattle, easy as. Leave, ring the surgeon. And the receptionist goes, yeah, we can absolutely book you in. Um, next available is the 3rd of September. Oh. Well, okay. So I'm like, yeah. right, okay. So I did that. Then I ring back the dentist and they go, hey, just look, can't get in until the 3rd of September. I am taking Panadol and Nurofen on a four-hour rotate at the moment. I don't reckon that's probably the best thing for me and my liver for the next, like, two and a half weeks. Mm. Do you reckon I could get something more, like, powerful? you're, You're an amateur. And then the receptionist goes, yeah, you're right, you can't do that. Dentist picks up the phone. She's like, I thought you said you were managing the pain. I was like... Well, no, I am managing the pain, but like now I have to wait two and a half weeks. I said, it's going to be a long wait. She's like, I don't want to give you anything more powerful. No, because you didn't say it was a, So that's an amateur. So I'm, you like, can I'm, not, a cr- I'm I, not a crackhead. No, I've got you, a toothache. Yeah. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but a nurse told me mm. that if you need anything, yeah. then your pain is at a seven. Seven. And that you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when they say, what's your pain? And you, if you need something stronger, you always say seven. Because anything, anything below that mm, is... It's, it's bearable. Walk it off. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I <laughs> said to her, I was like, oh, look, I, I've been managing it. So I was like, it didn't concern me that much, but it is actually a bit sore than I was hey, letting on. You're a tough guy, right? Well, you can handle it. That's the thing. And I, the more that she said no to me, the more <laughs> I was asking for it. What are you after? It, oh, just some, something special. I don't know if they do the special special. Yeah, there's something 
I don't want to. Cody. I don't want to start rolling out names because then that's what. If I'm like, hey, I need the I need some hoxy, coxy, poxy, Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> How do you know what I'm that not, is? I'm not a dealer. It's just my wife works in pharmaceuticals. Mm. It's the same as when I go and get cold and flu tablets. Mm. I always do the same jig. I go, I need cold and flu tablets, but I need the ones with the the pseudo uh-huh. the some yeah. so pseudo. Finish this sentence for um, me. Yeah, yeah but I know I know it's pseudo ephedrine, <laughs> but I don't um, need. I don't want to be like, hey, not those. The pseudo. You said it was manageable. So either you're lying or you just hundred percent lying. Hundred percent. It hurts. What do you get? And what's the? Do you know what the oral surgeon's going to do? Well, you know, the good thing about them is they're cheap. <laughs> well, no, oral surgeons are the ones that take out your wisdom teeth. Dentists don't do yeah. it. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. But it's not it's wisdom teeth. It's a, it's a cyst. No, he's got a cyst on his wisdom tooth. No, it's not. It's beside it. Ah, oh. it's not. It's not touching there. But isn't your Wasted wisdom your teeth causing here. the abscess? Because that's what happened. She didn't know. Oh. She's just like the oral surgeon will sort it out. She's like, don't worry about it. They may or may not do anything. And I said to her, I'm pretty sure if you go to a surgeon, they're going to cut you. Mm. You don't go to a surgeon and they go, no, we'll treat it with something else. Yeah. They're, they're cutting well, they people. But they better put something in to dissolve it. Because really it all is is just a big ball of pus. And sometimes they can cut that and open it out. And then just drain it. Which, I did. Which medical school did you go to? Um, people popper. <laughs> I've watched the YouTube videos yeah. all the time. Oh, you yeah. yeah. Get a little certificate. <laughs> If you watch as many as me, so you find it interesting. And they can they can open it. And it's like a squishy little. Yeah, yeah. I did watch. I did Google it after that, and I did see they cut someone's gun o- gum open, and they'd pulled. It looked like a piece of chewing gum, yes. chewed up chewing gum yeah. that they pulled out. Yeah, really? so see. And then I started to think if Go I'm getting if I'm getting this surgery, yeah. is it going to be weird for me to say, "Hey, when you take it out, can you just show it to me before you toss it in the little dish?" Mm. Is that that's a good point? Are you allowed to take things no. anymore? I Not can, at all, because no. I sometimes if I went to the the hospital and my son had a macadamia nut in his nose, you can keep that. And I was like, yeah. why would I want to keep it? Oh, maybe. I'll take you can, it. You can I keep objects. Yeah, you take yeah. the screw. But you you're can't, not let... Not, not um, biomatter. Why can't you take it if it's, it's your bi- body? It's a hazard. It's a biohazard. Why can't you take I the still, ball I still have my testicle from my vasectomy. <laughs> I don't know when you me? thought you were getting them cut off. I thought that was, that was snipping them so they'd rattle around loosely. Anyway, that's the update. I go to the surgeon okay. Thursday. Wish me luck. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. The Brisbane Lions game was brilliant uh, Saturday afternoon, but I was very sure about something, so I decided to have a little bit of a bet mm. with a West Coast supporter. Because Charlie Cameron is my kid's favourite player and he always has the when he gets a goal song celebration. He yes. had Baby Shark and last week, well the week before, he changed it to Savage Garden. Mm. Truly deep. Which is a weird one <clears throat> when he gets a goal and he got a few. Truly madly deep. Deeply, yeah. So this one. And because the West Coast fan wasn't really watching before, he didn't know. And I said, I know what song uh-huh. it is. And he goes, it could be that song. I said, I'll put a bet on it if you want because I know it's that song. Charlie changed it. <laughs> so here I was, like, pointing, like, here you go, here's my big moment. And they're like, oh, he changed the song. What did he make <laughs> it, you know? I don't know. What was the new one? It was... Do you... no, R- wrong you. button. Wrong button. Wagon wheel. You know, oh, rock me, mama, like a wagon, wagon wheel. wheel. Yep. Rock me, mama, anyway. I don't like it. Good luck if you can find it, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> Darius Rucker does a great version. Yeah. He nah. keeps changing it now. He's giving me on my toes. But you know, and then you're trying to avoid them at the bar. Mm. Like, nah, nah. Imagine nah. being the DJ for the Gabba, though, every time. Like, what bloody CD is it today? Hang on, though. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, but no thanks. Teppanyaki's a lot of fun, isn't it? It is. It's always it's... a lot of fun. You always get the crazy chefs that are flicking food at you. You're trying to catch, catch stuff. Egg. Do whatever, you know. 
It is enjoyable, though, when someone else gets hit with the food. Mm. Luckily, last night, I didn't get, when we went to Tabanyaki, I didn't get any on me. Caught everything. Stoked. Esther dropped a whole bowl of rice, though, when they flicked it over to her. And she went the other way. And she turned and said, Oh, I should have spilt it all over you. I like, That's not nice. She goes, Yeah, but, you know, I'd rather you cop it. No. <laughs> it was naturally going to your right-hand side. What were you going to do? Change the inertia of it and then just fling it back my way? Magic bullet. Thanks, <laughs> but no thanks. Finally happened. I'm old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's your shocked face, isn't it? No, I just said, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the... It's been 10 years since we're working together. Yeah. Just reminding you, 10 ah, years anniversary yeah, this month. Yeah. She's watched you age 20 years in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it must be Matt. Sitting out on my back deck, drinking a coffee, and I heard the door go. Um, Kat and Rory watching TBS. Don't worry, I'll get it. People watch me get up, walk over to the door, open the door, only to see that no one was there. And it was a sound on the TV show that they were watching. They knew that, didn't they? They knew that, and yet they watched me get up and walk to the door and then open it to nobody. Dad loses his mind. (laughs) Don't stop him, Rory. It gives him something to fill his day with. (laughs) If he doesn't get up, his muscles will get very tired. I didn't let them win. I had a five-minute conversation with that person. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are going for lunch next week. (laughs) That'll show them. Thanks, but no thanks. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.